0: Here with Allie Alvarigo, com.
1: Allie, happy new year, sir. Yeah, to you too, as well, boy. It's been uh, for both of us because we're in the same kind of snow belt, right? We've had some crazy weather. (laughs) Did you have some good snow, too? I did, but not like you did. I was jealous of you, actually. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, I normally love when it snows and the, the dojo's closed and everyone just gets to, you know, you have a mindless day with no pressure. However, it was so cold. Um, my pipes froze in my second location, so uh, the pipe burst, and thank God we caught it in time when we were there so we could shut it off The water was going everywhere and then um burners stopped working It just when it's that cold it was down in the like sixes and sevens things just tend to not work well, so it wasn't just yeah. a relaxing snowstorm and then it was so windy i'm I'm literally s- snow blowing and shoveling my driveway, and my neighbor, like five houses down, is doing the same. And the snow is hitting the air, and it's literally like it's snowing on top of my driveway as I'm doing it. I'm like, dude, point your snowblower the other way because it, he was covering what I was doing. It was it was crazy, but we got like four foot snowdrifts at some yeah, areas. Crazy. Yeah, but um, but it's all better now. So it's in the 40s today or 30s, and, and it's getting warmer, so stuff's melting. And but uh, but yeah, so it was tough. But you so you didn't have much snow.
0: Uh, we uh, just uh, it was nothing. Nothing to write home about, you know. Um, hmm. It was enough to
1: have the snow plows out a couple of days, that type of thing. Okay, but, good. You know, it wasn't really. And you were off for two weeks. I'm jealous. I was off for a week. For a week, I had kidney stones, so I really didn't get a vacation. I was in pain. <laughs> um, but uh, you were off for two weeks, right, because you do the whole week between Christmas and New Year's and then the week after, right?
0: Yeah, so we were – the 22nd was the last time we were open. We did our board-breaking seminar, and then we closed – And then, uh, we reopened just this Monday on the, on the 8th of January. Wow. And
1: how, how do you, what's the reasoning behind that? I understand the holiday break, but like, how do you justify or what's your reasoning? I I tell everybody.
0: Well, one is, you know, our, our contracts, you know, or agreements, however you want to call them state that, you know, uh, the tuition is based on a a 46 week year, not a 52 week year. So that's number one primary. And, um, you know, it's just the holidays. Everybody's, uh, you know, school's closed. My wife's off because she works for a school right. district. So I'm going to take the time off.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you it,
0: follow So you follow the school
1: schedule, in other words. Like if they're taking a break, so are you and, and so on.
0: In most things. I mean, this month there's uh, uh, who's, uh, Martin Luther King Day
1: here in Illinois. I, I don't close for that,
0: but next month for President's Day
1: I close. Yeah, we're actually closed for Martin Luther King Day. I, I put that in my, my uh employee manual years ago. So like they were closed on Martin Luther King Day. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. They're like, No, it's in the manual. So I'm like, I have to live up to it. But um Yeah, or take it still, out of the manual. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, re update the manual. But isn't it interesting that uh, and and I have uh, clients that they were close Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, open the next day, the day after, close New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, open. Like they, they're they afraid that the clients are going to be mad at them because they don't open. And, you know, even in our snowstorm, you know, we were closed the snowstorm and then we were closed the following day because schools were closed. And I, it, it was nice out, but the roads were still bad. Even my staff, I said, okay, we're going to open. They're like, we haven't even gotten, pl- we were plowed in. We, it's not going to take us all day to just get, unpl- you know, unshoveled out of this hole we're in. So I said, all right, we're going to follow the schools and close. And it was much easier that way. And, and people understood. They didn't complain. They're not looking for a credit or anything like that. They just they understand it. And, and it's part of being a policy. And that's why you
0: have the policy. I mean, what was it, two years ago when we were closed uh, in January, there was some closings and it was really bad out. And so we closed for a couple of days. But what I did was I just opened for President's Day. You know, right. so I, I I made it up. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and you know what? What are the, How many times a week can people come in your school? Three or four, uh, or unlimited. Well, it's two times a week, uh, okay. unless you're in
0: unless you're in leadership, and then you can you know yeah. come all four.
1: Yeah, so worst case scenario, you say, hey, listen, come an extra day this week or something like that, and they're going to make, or for the next two weeks, come an extra day. That's what I do. We have, for every belt level and age group, we have six classes available during the week so that they have six days to choose from at different times. So I always say, listen, if you missed a week, even if you're sick and you missed a week and you want to make it up, go right ahead. Just don't burn out. And that's my only thing that I encourage people not to do is overdo it because they end up burning out at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. So cool. So what do we? We have a great topic today, and um, I love how you wrote it out. You know, know what they want, give them what they want, remind them of what they wanted, and I love the last part most importantly. But why don't you? um, Why don't you kind of explain to people what what we're talking about today? Well, yeah. This topic is you know what uh, what your customers
0: uh, crave, or to know what your customers crave, and um, kind of dovetailing off of our last conversation, the last podcast we did. With regards to the four stats that you need to know, talking about the last stat we talked about was the uh, uh, cancellation percentage and how to actually. And you you could go back and listen to that podcast. I think it was the uh, 155th podcast. Wow! Uh, so you could do you could go to schoolonertalk.com Com okay. forward slash uh, one five five. But anyways, and uh, you know, if you want to know how to calculate all that, but we're not talking specifically about stats today, but with that stat in mind, you know, how do we, uh, how do we, you know, in our industry we call it, you know, the the the, the holes in the bucket, right? Or the back right. door
1: type yeah. thing, you know, how do we
0: close the back door? How do we plug the holes in the bucket that we have? Mm-hmm. Um, and so p- part of that is knowing what your customers want and then being able to give them what they want. Um, and then we got to remind them of what they wanted and how we right. – how we fulfilled that. And then you repeat that. Um, so in simplicity, in simplicity, you know, number one, how do you figure out what your, your clients want from you? I think that starts, you know, from the beginning with regards to um, your, the, the, the phone interview that you're doing with them, if they're calling you or they, if they're a walk-in or whatever, the questions that you ask them to figure out exactly what it is that they are looking for out of your martial arts program for themselves and or their child, and then communicating to them how you're going to be able to fulfill that and then actually fulfilling it in the time frame that you said that you were going to fill it in, or maybe you didn't give a time frame. Um, And then we always have to be reminding them of why they originally came and how that problem was solved and then repeat so what I what do I mean by repeat right. well we need to go back then and find out what what's the new thing that they're in karate for because it's mm-hmm. it doesn't stay the same and you and I you, i mean you talk about um uh Tommy and Tomcat and Tomboy and, and or whatever right. is right. and, and now yeah. Thomas and uh the the Stages of evolution for that particular student, and if you wouldn't mind, and I don't want you know to rehash this, but it, but can you talk about him real quickly in the perspective yeah. of you know that client's need changed over time?
1: Yeah, and by the way, I was just going to say you, I mean, maybe people don't understand what what you just mentioned. So um, for me, you know, back in the day when I first started, in 1991, I opened my studio and. Um, uh, I had this kid join pretty much right off the bat. And his, he was a little four-year-old. His name was Tomcat, you know? And um, trained with me forever, actually even went to Japan with me. And um, throughout his evolution of training, I, I just turned, yeah. <laughs> but
0: not as a four-year-old. He didn't go no, 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 to No, 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 no. Okay, I
1: just no. want to clarify yeah. that. But uh, he wasn't old, though. He was probably like 10 or 12. His parents let me take them. Maybe he was 14 at the time when he went to Japan, 13 or 14. But they said, go take him. I took like a group of... Seven, no, sixteen kids, teenagers, uh, and youth to Japan with me one time. We raised money and actually paid for their trips and all, but that's a whole nother story. But um anyway, so so Tom Tomcat became Tommy, right? And but it was, it was I never had notice that, that that was happening. I got my dog on my lap, and now he's wrapped in my telephone, so he's going to pull my earplug out. Okay, there we go. Um, so uh, I turn, I say, "Hey, Tomcat," and he go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, it's Tommy." now. You know, he got a little older, Tommy, and then I go, okay, Tommy, you know, for a year, hey, Tommy, uh, it's Thomas, right? And then it went back to Tom, and then it went to Tom Cat again. And so the evolution of his mindset as he was growing up was changing. And now he's a police officer in the city. Um, and he's Officer Tom, you know, or whatever it is the case may be. But, um, but it's interesting at how that how that happens. So why you're bringing it up, and why we bring it up is because people will evolve. And what you said was, um, remind them of what their goals were. So that's kind of tough because parents easily forget because, you know, they bring them there. They have this little shy, timid kid. Like for example, I had a kid the other day that the parents said, can we have a talk? And I'm like, Oh God, you know how those go. Right. But it was actually in my favor. Um, James, his name is, uh, he came to me as very shy and was being bullied in school. His mom was very upset because he always came home crying and being picked on. Well, fast forward a year and a half later, Um, The biggest kid in school, and the the kid is like up to my chest, and he said the kid that is picking on him is bigger than me. Pushed him and and making fun of him in the playground. My student backs up, says, listen, leave me alone. And the kid goes to push him again. My student nails him with a reverse punch right in the jaw. Knocks the kid down. The kid's crying. Of course, he gets in trouble. Now the parents are like, I think we made a monster. And I'm like, man, this this is why we brought him to my school. So he's no longer a victim. You can't ask him to defend himself and learn all the skills to do it. Then when it comes time and he feels threatened and he does it, now you're mad at him. You have to give him a pass. Yeah, if he got suspended, that's okay. Because you, you, you taught him these skills so he could use them to defend himself, right? So he's evolved from being this little shy kid to now being aggressive enough to defend himself. And the parents forget. And I said, you do remember when he came here, he wouldn't even look me in the eyes. Now he's standing up to a bully bigger than me. I said, that's what you spent your tuition on. That's what you asked for. And we should be celebrating versus being nervous, right? Of course, we don't want him to run around beating everyone up now, but he's not that type of kid. He's just defending himself. So, so things will evolve, and that's why it says, you know, remind people. But, however, their goals, this parent's goals now have changed. So rather than just reminding them, of, and it's important to say, hey, listen, look where they've come. Look how far they've come right and uh, and now uh, you know we find new goals. we find well what else does he need to be working on? So now we don't want James to be a bully himself, so we have to work on his humility and learning how to control his temper and learning how to walk away. So we have a whole new set of goals that we should be working with the parents on, and this is important, right And uh, you know that's what you had said, which are those three points?
0: Right, exactly, and I, and I appreciate you bringing that up about. Tom, Tomcat and everything because yeah. there is an evolution that our students go through um, and there's an evolution that if it's, a, if it's a child that the parent even goes through because oh, yeah. they're going to as time goes on they're going to see needs that need to be filled um, sometimes quicker than you actually see them because obviously yeah. they're living with the parent. Um, yeah. So the overview or the 25,000 foot view of this subject is number one know what your parents uh, or, or your students want or if it's right. a kid know what the parents want for them and then uh give them what they want and then remind them of what they wanted and then repeat that cycle and so yeah. uh what I would what I would suggest doing is uh strategically asking the right questions in the beginning to find out exactly what it is that they want right and then uh you know letting the parents or communicating to the parents how you're going to do that or to the student themselves if it's an adult student right and then uh, follow up and make sure that that's happening. So what you can do uh, to help kind of maybe close the back door
1: mm-hmm.
0: is by, if you know what your customers are wanting and are able to t- deliver that to them, and then they are in remembrance of those things, they're going to stay longer because they see, um, they see the need for it. And it's not just a static need, uh, meaning that you're, you're a one-trick pony that you can only solve one problem because we all know that martial arts can solve help solve a myriad of problems. Right, right. And um, uh, so it's important for, for us to not have a, a, a unilateral thinking. We, we we have to have multi level thinking. Um, and then we got to make sure that our parents understand that as well, or our customers understand that as well. So ask them, you know, what it is that they're wanting out of a martial arts program. Deliver that to them, and then. Uh, remind them that that's been solved and what's the next thing. So how do you do that, right, um, would be probably the next thing that you want to, uh, I think, would be the logical question. So uh, we asked them in the beginning, maybe we've already solved the problem. You need to have some sort of uh, checkpoints, right, or some sort of um, uh, touch points that are happening inside of your school on a regular basis. The easiest ways, I think, to do that would be, um, at your belt testing cycles, um, you know, so you have your regular check-ins at the belt testing cycles. How does that look? Well, part of it could be, part of it could be your the graduation process. You know, the testing process. The if there's right. a uh, a grade sheet that the that the parents get from the actual testing cycle, uh, showing what little Johnny did and how they did, and maybe the parents get that and then they have to sign off on it and on that grade sheet, you know, cuz it has to be turned back in, uh the parents have to uh write down you know, maybe there's a questionnaire that's on there that is yeah. is uh uh purposely or strategically put to to fish for more ideas on right. on that particular student. And uh-huh. yeah, is that a lot of work? Certainly it is. But I will tell you that it it costs less money. To keep the students that you currently have than it does to go out and get new ones. Right. You, you, and I mean, so, I mean, we, we run a business, so we have to talk monetarily. Your relationship long term with them is going to be better and deeper. And yeah, they're going to spend more money with you over time, but it's going to be better and deeper with them the more that you're able to connect. Uh, and right. solve those problems with them. But you're not even gonna know that there's some problems sometimes until you ask the right questions. So for what what for me what's the easiest is those touch points are the graduations. The other touch points are, especially in the beginning, and this is so basic, right? But nobody does it, Allie, right? Yeah. The two, four, six week, eight week, ten week calls right. that you you know, everybody now just automates and they just send the email. They hope that somebody actually reads it and yada yada right. yada. Rather than having a an honest one on one conversation with that person, either in face to face or via the phone, right? It's so important. You know, I'll give you a for instance. Last night, uh, my program director, um, her husband's dad, just died yesterday. Mm. And so, of course, she's not. she needs to be there with the family. And so I worked the desk last night. It, not that she wouldn't have done this, but right. I'll just give a case in point. I had a parent uh, email, and I saw the email come through. It had to do with our online uh, uh, video-based curriculum. They were having problems getting online. So I went and first checked my end to make sure everything looked good, you know, from my vantage point. And then rather than emailing her back, because I personally hate typing all that stuff back and forth, back and forth. Right, right. I knew she had to be home because how would she be checking it, right, for her son? Right. So I called her up. She's like, oh, you know, and I, she was surprised that it was me on the phone because normally it's not always me. But uh, I said, hey, I I set it up. I just sent you another email. You should have the username and password, yada, yada, yada. I said, we're going to be here cleaning um, after class. I said, but I'll call you before we close just to make sure that you... Got on, and so I call her back, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we got on. It worked perfectly." Da 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 da. And then, of course, then her son was in the background. Thank you, Mr. Promet. And you know, and I'm just, and those right. are, that's just customer service, right? But that that rather than just shooting an email back and say, "Hey, check it out," blah blah blah. blah, I just, you know, I I like the one-on-one interaction. You know, email is just so impersonal to me, right? Right, right. Uh, we have surveys that go out um, strategically especially, you know, in the, uh, in the beginning, you know, I have surveys that go out, but uh, just double checking, making sure we're following up that, you know, that, uh, that we're uh, uh, giving to the prospect or, excuse me, the customer exactly what they're looking for so that there's no miscommunication of what's going on. Um, You know, another touch point is uh, the whole leadership process for us in order to get into leadership and how that works and, you know uh, that and that process usually starts about a year in so it allows me at the year mark to to kind of do a uh, a one-on-one double check face to face with me right not all of these ones all not all these touch points are with me but but right. this one specifically is with me right so right. I, I guess if somebody's looking to design something like this you just get a legal pad and you what i call your ro- your your roadway to success is you map out what needs to happen between uh sign up and their first belt. Right. What needs to happen between the first belt, the second belt, third, you know, right. and then so on, get black belt done all the way up to black belt. Right. But don't stop there. Start, okay, from first degree to second degree. What are the touch points that need to happen? Right. How do I, because you, you brought up with that story so beautifully that now, you know, at let's say at black belt, it's, it's uh it's Thomas now, it's not yeah. Tommy anymore. And so, yeah. how do I approach Thomas? What what not only does what does Thomas need? What does Thomas's parents need from the right. program to make? Because they're the one that, that's writing the check. You know, we right. got to make sure that we're fulfilling their needs, um, and that we can honestly fulfill those needs as well. So yeah, that would be like my overview on how to solve this 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 problem of the leaky bucket. Uh, yeah. You know, we talked about in in our last call again the the four stats, uh, the cancellation percentage, keeping it at a at a uh, you know three percent. Well, I can tell you that we ended and I don't remember the exact number, but we ended last year at I think it was three point seven eight percent cancellation.
1: Right. Right.
0: Uh, for the year. So. It wasn't exactly at three, but we ended the year at, at 280 students, uh, and a 3.78 uh, cancellation percentage is not bad for having a, almost a 300-person school. Right.
1: No, that's outstanding, right? So, so, and so the, he, go ahead.
0: I was going to say the way that that's done is with what the topic we're talking about is, you know, knowing what your customers crave and then being able to deliver that, um, to solve those problems, but then, you know, they do need to be reminded about those problem,
1: uh, problems that were solved. Right. Well, listening to you, there's a few things that we've talked about in the past and, and you said that it's easier to, or cheaper or less expensive to maintain a client than it is to get a new one. Now, th- and it's more fulfilling. May, yeah, exactly. Well, while that may be true, I was going to say um, our goal is to keep people, right? So, um, if this, if we were a college um, and we ran, a, you know, a public a college, you know, a regular educational college, um, people would stay because at the end of the day they came. The majority of them are going to end with a degree. That's what they have to have. That's why they went. So they will fail some classes, succeed at some classes, but suck it up because they need that degree. Because without that degree, they can no longer get a job or a, a good of a job, right? However, with our stuff, um, yeah, you know, they quit. They, they, who cares? Like a lot of times, parents are, you know, like, okay, well, they don't like it. We're gonna just do uh, one of thirty-seven other things that may enhance their lives, but they're missing out on what we're what we're all about because education is the key. And I just did a Facebook live, and then a friend of mine just did another Facebook live off of mine um, on parenting and knowing that we have to educate the parent so that they understand. And a lot of that, and I wrote down a few things. One is basically reverence, right? So people have, they they believe in you as the teacher, and they believe in what you can do for their child. So they look at you as an expert. So you have to establish yourself as an expert. Because if not, like, for example, I had a mom the other day, two Purple Belt kids, brothers, one's a year older than the other. And she said, well, we're not sure about renewing so and so. He may decide to, you know, he doesn't want to go anymore. I said, he's only eight or nine years old. Why would you let him do that? Oh, well, we don't want to force him, um, you know, we're not that type of parents and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, I gave him the routine. Yes, you do. You make him go to bed on time. You make him eat correctly. You make him brush his teeth. Oh, that's different. Well, what if he wanted to quit school? Well, we that's impossible. Well, the same thing goes for the dojo. But she kind of was looking through me, and then she's like, oh, I got to go move my car. Like, she just didn't want to hear it. Right, so I understood that I wasn't connecting with her. She wasn't going to even give me the chance to, to be the expert to listen because I failed probably over the last few years to be the one that she believes in. Right, she's just bringing her kids to me because they love martial arts and they're having fun. But the minute that stops, they're going to stop because she's not. She hasn't been invested or vested into our our culture. Right, so that's why I believe you have to learn how to become the expert. You have to have reverence so that students and parents alike will suck it up and listen to you, right? And that's important because if not, they're just going, "Eh, that's all about the money or or, he just wants to keep us because it's a tuition payment rather than them saying he's genuine and he wants to help my child. He doesn't want me to quit because I'm, because I'm paying him. He wants me to quit. He doesn't want me to quit because my son is benefiting from it. And, And he's seen this before. He is an expert. He's been doing this for 27 years. Right, So I haven't given up on this parent yet, but I will have another conversation with him where I could get them one-on-one and really sit him down. But um, the way she looked through me and ignored me and was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go move my car. Like, don't even bother me kind of attitude. I was a mm-hmm. little annoyed at it, right? So, so I wrote reverence. And then, by the way, um, I had a client that we tracked their quits for two years, right? And then we looked at what level. And there was a certain segment of belt ranking that they were quitting between. And we came to the conclusion that let's just say it was between white and yellow belt or green and blue belt. And and they lost like 200 students over the course of two years in that area. I said, geez, if you paid someone, literally paid someone a $40,000 salary a year just to baby those people, right? Sit with those people. Talk to those people. um, Pick up Starbucks and drive to their house and give them Starbucks, you know, like literally like a la carte, you know, like five-star service. You would still be making because what is two hundred fifty? I mean, let's just say they spend a thousand a year, two hundred fifty thousand dollars they lost.
0: If they would have paid a
1: paid a forty thousand or fifty thousand dollar salary two years, they would have paid a hundred grand out, and they still would have made one hundred and fifty profit on top of that. But this vicious cycle that we get in because we're so caught up in the non the lack of communication, no one is like that the concierge who's going, no, no, don't go to these restaurants. I got the three restaurants for you in the town that you come into, you know, and they know everything about their town. We have to be those experts. So um, have you heard of, and I'm sure you have, is uh, we, and, and we talked about this is my PSSR form. It's parent student sensei review form. You talked about that doing quarterly reviews and having the parents doing pre-qualified questions, reminding them, oh, are, are you in our black belt club? No. How come? Um, we didn't know about it. Now you're like, oh, well, would you like to know some information on it, right? Or, or um, has anything changed with your son in the last few years? Has his confidence increased? Has he become blah, blah? And, they, and you ask them qualifying questions, so they're answering those questions, but it's bringing up some thought. And now you're sitting in front of them going, well, hey, how can we work with you over the next year to get Johnny to listen more at home or do better in school? And that becomes a personal touch. And it doesn't take super amount of time, but it is a lot of effort. But the retention's so much better that way, right? So it changes well, not everything. Well,
0: only, not only the retention, the compliance from not only just the parent, but also the student. And, right. and, and if we're talking about a kid, if the parent is compliant, the right. student is going to be compliant. Yeah. I, I talked to a mom last night, and I said, hey, I, I, I saw your daughter come in. Uh, her eyes looked a little watery. Um, you know, and then she came in because she had her leadership packet that she had to turn in. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I she said, who do I turn this into? I said, oh, I said, you're going to give it to your instructor. I said, who's your instructor in the back room? I said, is it Master Bean or Mr. Post? She goes, that's Mr. Post. I said, yeah, and you're going to turn that into Mr. Post. I said, but I got a question for you. Um, I said, first of all, did you write your name on it? She's like, no. I said, you better write your name on it because they're not going to yeah. accept it unless you write your name on it. So she wrote her name on it. And then I said, I, I saw when you came in. I said, your eyes were, were watering. I said, uh, did something happen? Are you okay? And she said, well, she said, yeah, every, yeah I'm fine. And I said, huh? well, is there a problem? And she said, uh, no, I'm, I'm fine. I said, you just don't want to talk about it? She says, I'm fine. And, uh, you know, she was getting a little teary-eyed as we're talking about it. So she walked yeah. away and uh then i had a couple of things i had to do and then i i i went and kind of looked around to see if mom was there well i knew mom had come in after her but then she wasn't there well then mom actually walked by not 5 minutes later she must have she must have left and picked up her other daughter uh, at uh, right. dance she came in and said hey do you have a second and so i started talking with her about and well she proceeded to tell me that uh you know uh right before the break, I guess, you know, Mr. Post had said to the whole class, you guys are, are not doing as good as you did last class. I definitely can tell that you guys have not been practicing. You guys need to practice. Well, she's really type A kid, takes things to heart though too. And, and, uh, you know, she wants to be perfect and, right. uh, her spirits were crushed and unbeknownst mm-hmm. to Post, you know? Right. And, uh, so the mom's like, well, number one, I know Mr. Post doesn't like that. I said, yeah, had you said it was Master Bean, I said, because Master Bean comes off pretty direct. Right. You know, Mr. Post right. kind of laughs at stuff. Not that, you know, Bean is mean. That's just not it. He's just right. super serious. And, and uh, so she said, she goes, but don't worry. She's not quitting. She goes, yeah. you know, when we first started, um, when she, we first started, she thought, oh, okay, maybe everybody does get a trophy here. And then right. she says, and, and, and she's been in it a year and three months now. And she goes, mm-hmm. I, I, I see now that that's not the case. Right. And so I'm glad that you see that. She goes, in the beginning, it looks like you guys were just kind of trying to figure everybody out, getting to know them. And, and Right. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, my beginner's class is 60% serious, 40% fun. And I said, as it goes on, these are the percentages that we try to do. And she said, oh, she goes, I absolutely see that. And she goes, I want my daughter to know that, you know what? You're not going to like every every person you work with, and you're not going to like your instructors all the time. And you're not going to like this and that, and that's part of life. Right. And I'm like, yeah. man, I said, I said, I I just got to tell you, you're a breath of, breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but she got it. She understands it, and she actually got it from – watching the classes and seeing how we interact and seeing that some kids don't pass and not everybody gets into leadership and right and uh you know but we got to do a better job and i'm saying me we got to do a better job of communicating that and making sure all the parents understand that and the ones that don't get it how do they get it
1: how do i educate them to get it And i'm not saying i have it all together that's not what i'm trying to say here no, but what you are saying though is so relevant and true. However, the one thing is that we also have to accept is that um there are by the way, I like your chair. I gotta get a new chair in my office. It looks very comfortable. Um and, and, you know, one thing though that uh that um Go ahead. Yeah, Give me the brand and where you got it. Mine's brown too. It's the lazy boy, man. Oh yeah, it's gotta be it looks very comfortable, dude. Oh um, my gosh, it's beautiful. Yeah, so uh so anyway, I um I find that there's a certain group of people in your dojo, and and I don't want to say 80-20, it's more like probably like 60-40, 40% 40 truly get your message. That's why they joined, they're in sync with your values, they understand the way you parent or or teach and the way they parent, it, it meshes, right? Then there are other parents, the other 60% are kind of semi-vested. They like a little bit of what you say. Some of it they say, ah, we don't need to, we're going to disregard that because that doesn't fit my values, you know. And, and uh, so we, we got to work our best to educate so that the majority of people at least understand us and they're on the same page as us, right? Um, Like, for example, I I used to do testing within the classes, right? So it was very convenient. Your your son is up for belt testing. Mrs. Smith, we're doing a test. Can you bring him in on Tuesday or Thursday, which works for you during the normal class? And then they would say, oh, Tuesday's great. Okay, come on in, bring your relatives and grandparents. We have a few other kids are going to test that day and we do it there. Then we went back to the old model that I used to have where everyone gathers on one day, four or five times a year. And we have this massive test, and man, did I get resistance. I actually had parents quit my school because they refused to do it. They, they wouldn't travel 10 minutes from my East of school to my West of school to do this big ceremony. They just fought me tooth and nail. Anyway, long story short, we've been doing it now for the last year, and every parent is loving it. Like, they're like, wow, we got to see the other kids and the higher ranks and what my kid's going to be doing. And your speech at the end was so motivational. And I, you know, like, so we're really connecting with those people. But there are a group of people that fought me tooth and nail and they just were refused to be on the same page as me. It's almost like I was saying to the other, the other day, I was telling my, my friends, uh, my students and uh, his, his brothers, Chris Angel, the magician, right? So one of the greatest illusionists in all of the world, right? So Pete, but if you go to the magic show and you go like, ah, that was just uh, looking for the flaws in the magic, how he did the trick, but you don't want to believe in the magic, it's not going to be a good show, right? Because you're always going to be trying to figure it out, discredit him. We know it's not real. We know he's an illusionist, right? But we want to believe like, oh my God, he he was just there one second. How the heck was he sitting behind me the next second, right? We don't think that he's a, a witch or a warlock, but... If everything is about disproving him and then certain people live their lives like that where I'll say, hey, you should do this. Trust me, I've done it for 27. Yeah, whatever. Like they just ignore you. So there's going to be a certain amount of people that you'll never reach, and they're just going to go. But you want to go to the masses and try to educate them. By the way, have you ever read The Purple Cow? The book, The The Purple Cow. Cow? No. Uh -uh. Really good. I have it pulled up. I'll tell you the author. If people are out there, it's a great book. I have it on my bookshelf. Purple Cow, Transform Your Business by Being Remarkable. It's about being like the best you could be. And, And it's a kind of a story of a cow and a farmer and this and that and how they equate it. And it was like the purple cow, the different colored cow, the one that stood out above all the other cows. It's so relevant okay, to us it as as martial artists, right? Because like, we're just one of 75 martial arts schools within a 30-mile uh, radius. Seth, Seth Godin, okay. Yeah, he's really good, right? And the other book yeah. I always tell people to read is called, um, is called Yard Sticks, and it's by Chip Wood. I know it sounds like a fake name, Chip Wood, um, but it's all about <laughs> age de- age, de- age developmental learning, right? So, but the interesting thing is it goes back to our original Tommy, Tomcat, Thomas, you know, how his mindset changed. That was the natural progression of him as a kid. So unfortunately for us as martial artists, if we're going to retain someone for four or five years and get them the black belt, they as individuals will change along the way, right? So yep. they're going to become different people. So like when Tommy was Tomcat, And I'd say, Tomcat, come on up to the front and show everybody how cool you are and do series of punches. He ran up and was so excited. But when he became Tommy, from Tomcat to Tommy, I called him up to the front of the class. I literally just ruined his life in front of everybody because I embarrassed him. How dare I call him up in front and there's pressure on him now and I'm embarrassing him by him going up and and then you know so every and this book Yardsticks talks about how people's brains change. Um, children learn differently throughout the stages, and it's not sequential. It doesn't just go like up a ladder. It's upwards, downwards, forwards, backwards. You know, um, you know, and all these things. So if we start to learn more about that, we become better at understanding our clientele. And by the way, the same things go for parents. When something is is in absolute need, Johnny is on the verge of joining a gang. They'll do anything to get him in our school and keep him off. The, and then let, let's say now. He didn't join the gang. So now they're back to normal. Everything's okay. So they're not going to be pressured. And they may ignore the things you say or what you recommend. You know, like for me, I'll say to parents all the time, I'm a vegan. Like, are you really going to sit in my lobby and try to eat McDonald's in my lobby at that that crappy food? You can't even just bring in healthy food and eat. Like, you know, you guys know that I promote health and fitness. And now you're eating McDonald's and chicken nuggets and and french fries. Why do you do that? Like, so they don't kind of get the. The message, right? So it's interesting, isn't it? And this is why, you know. And by the way, everything we've mentioned, you and I, this is what keeps incredible retention.
0: Yeah, and it's all it's all based upon relationships. Um, and every single one of your customers, you need to have a a relationship a relationship with and understand where they're coming from and what they need. And it's yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard. You know, oh yeah! Um, it it really is difficult to do that, but it is so necessary yes. to do that. If that makes sense,
1: makes total sense. And and I have a question for you because you're you're a religious man, very religious man. You read the Bible, you you know, you study your scripture, and you know all and, and all of that, right? So when when people like a priest or or is giving a sermon in a church. They, um, they preach the word of God, which is the Bible and everything, right? And people could buy – they believe that because it's a higher power, right? They're not going, oh, Dwayne, let's pretend you're the pastor. Uh, you know, hey, uh, Dwayne Brumman, oh, there he goes again trying to preach God so that he could sell an upgrade, right? You know, like, or oh, there he goes again. I don't know if I – you know, and if people don't believe, they, they're going to discredit everything you say. Yet if they're there and they're really religious, they believe in what you're talking about. So with us, we don't really have that higher power authority. So we have to uh, truly make ourselves the expert. Um, a good friend of mine from Colorado, Bob Austin, always says he calls it Doctor Hoffmaning, right? When when right? And I, I, he goes like, you know, I would say rather than me telling the parent that they should eat better, I said Doctor Hoffman said you know McNuggets are poisonous. <clears throat> they go really? Doctor Hoffman said that? Oh, okay, that, that makes sense. Or studies show from Harvard that your kid will be more likely successful if they stick with the martial arts rather than always saying it. I said I'm the right one. I'm the expert. Like my instructors that work for me, they should say that to their to the sense to the students' parents. Sensei Shianali said this, or when Shianali did that, and that's how I became this. That's like kind of kind of Dr. Hoffmaning me, right? Does that right. make sense? So we yep. need to learn how to do that a little bit more as well. And, uh, we have a good amount of people online today. I uh, have James Franklin's online, Frank Martano, James Baker. Um, they're checking us out and they say, a bunch of them saying hello, good morning, the purple cow, people resist change. A lot of really good comments this morning too. So, um, but yeah, so, so that's where retention is everything, right? And, and by the way, if you can retain just 10 or 20 just say 10% more people. This year in 2018, if you started at 200 and you normally lose 50%, but now you lost 40%, you'll have that much more students at the end of the year. If you keep the marketing machine going, you will have grown, right, exponentially, right? So that's important. We have to really understand that retention is the main focus, right, because after that, everything else falls into place. Right, and – you, okay, so you're right about
0: that, but but I think you even grow exponentially because of because of that. And and when your customers, when your clients, the students that you have, when they know that you you know them, you like them, you care about them, um, they when they talk about you, it's not yeah I go to, you know uh, Long Island Ninjitsu. It's oh yeah we go to Long Island Ninjutsu. Right. and. And, you know, they do this and oh my gosh, and it's just the, the uh, word of mouth advertising becomes so much better and so much greater because the relationship that you have with your, your with your students and clients are, it's, it's so much, it's so deep. Um, but, but there's one other thing that, that I think that has to be done with that is, Along with fulfilling all of those things, if you really want that, and this is a different subject, maybe, but if you really want that word-of-mouth advertising to work for you with regards to that because of your relationship, you also need to teach your uh, constituents uh, on how and what to say.
1: Right, your staff, you mean? Uh,
0: no. I also Oh, your client, your your client and tell. the parents. Right. Right. Yeah, you know how to how because really uh, the more you put into your martial arts program, the more complex it is, right? Mm-hmm. And the more uh, it becomes more difficult to actually communicate. We sometimes have difficulty as school owners communicating what the martial arts can do, yeah. and then we yeah. expect our 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 best clients, the ones that love us the most, to be able to communicate that. Well, right. why not give them that? Why not give them the ways? Yeah. To be able to communicate that to their friends, and so yeah. that would be the next level. So, not only knowing what you, uh, what your customers or clients want from you, and then giving them what they want, and then reminding them of them what they wanted and how you solve that problem, and repeating that. Yeah. But then you need to to uh, be able to communicate to them and how how they can communicate
1: that to others. Right. Right. Yeah. Because the worst thing they can do is try to sell you and outsell you because they're saying the wrong thing. And that's happened a numerous amount of times. Like, Oh my God, my, my kids are so disciplined. She on alley, man, he yells at them and smacks them into shape. And you know, like really, that's not true, but you know, Oh my God. And now they're like, Oh, I'm not going there. Like, like, you know, I still have this, I have this crazy um, stalker that, uh, was in my school for like a few weeks, and, and you know the story. They, they didn't wear their uniform. It was like three strikes. I reminded them that they should wear their uniform. The grandparents freaked out. Well, there's still every social media platform. They could badmouth me. They can I just saw just today. Now, th- let me tell you, this is seven months ago. They just did a review that said, uh, how could you bring your kids to a school where the instructor makes a six-year-old cry? And by the way, I didn't. But I asked the grandparents why they didn't have their uniform. That was it. you know. And uh, anyway, long story short, they're still out there stalking all – even on my book review for my totally different book, Five Gateways to Happiness, they wrote a review on Amazon. Why would you buy a book from someone who makes five-year-olds cry? Like, it's just crazy. Um, so, you know, you have to be really careful because what people say could also hurt you. But I love what you're saying. It's almost like our staff, they should kind of know – so everything, like if they say, you know, hey, we love the school. Well, if you love the school, they're pre-programmed responsibly. Why don't you do a five-star review for us on Google? You know, that kind of thing. And we ought to really work with them. Or maybe you could give these passes out to all your friends, etc etc et cetera. So, um, so important. But, but uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah,
0: and I just want to kind of wrap it up uh, and, 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 and say that uh, get your legal pad out um, Work on the what I again I kind of call it the roadway to success. You yeah. Know, what what what's going to happen from your white belt to the next belt to the next belt to the next belt? Uh-huh. What what uh, what postcards do they get? What letters do they get? What surveys do they get? What experiences need to happen? What touch points? I like that word. Yeah. What touch points.
1: Be careful with touch points, though.
0: (laughs) Right. What appropriate touch points. Yeah, there you go. Yeah,
1: that's better, much better.
0: Um, You know, and then uh, this is one thing that we do, uh, and I'll just throw out some real quick ideas, is we do good job cards. So I print a list every, every quarter. I print out a new list of the student body, and every single one of my instructors write. They write two good job, good job cards a night. So they pick yeah. somebody they worked with and then they write the good job card and the experience that happened on Fridays when we do our private lessons. They do at least one. Uh, right. Cause, cause it, but if they have already, if a card's already been done with somebody that they've done a private lesson with, they can't, right? <clears throat> um, it, but in most cases, we, we, we do that. So that's another touch point that happens. Uh, birthday cards, personal birthday cards for me. Uh, get sent to every single student. Um, yeah. The newspapers, I go through the newspapers. There's a weekly newspaper and a daily newspaper. And I try to find students that are there or even parents. And we do a newspaper clipping and we actually send them the newspaper clipping and I write a little note on there. I, obviously, I read the article or whatever it is about. Yeah. And I, I, I mail that off to them. There's been events that I've gone to where my son is uh, uh, in the – I'll give you a – for instance, he's in the band at, at his high school, and, and I saw some of my other students that are there. So I take note of that, and then I yeah. write them a little note saying, hey, I saw you at – and good job, or blah, 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 that type right. of thing. Right. And then any anything that I come across on social media-wise, uh, I'll make a comment on, on somebody else's post. And then if it's right. appropriate, uh, I'll make a comment to them next time I see them. And or maybe if it's appropriate, I'll write them a little note and send that off to them. Um, yeah. So those are those nice little touch points. We just came through Christmas. You as instructors got Christmas presents. If you did not write a thank you note, shame on you. Should have been done already. Those are touch right. points that need need to happen. Um, so those are just some quick some quick ones. Well, the good news is I
1: hardly got any. So that's, uh, you know, and the the bad news is I hardly got any. However, you know, and that goes back to me being the owner. Like, you know, and and I'm very big on Japanese protocol where you should give your sensei something. Like we have a, we had a parent whose son was a black belt. He was from Pakistan or Afghanistan. um, And uh, every morning he brought on Saturday, his kid to leadership team, he would bring breakfast for my one instructor. He knew I was vegan, so he couldn't do anything for me. So he'd always go here, Sensei Ryan. I brought you breakfast. I didn't know what you wanted, so I bought you an egg McMuffin and a croissant and a bit like that. Was his culture to always give back? There was reverence; they respected the sensei, the teacher, right, or the the elder. Um, So that's important that we educate people on that as well. But but I love what you're saying though that you have to. And I wrote down a reminder for myself. um, You know. Good job cards, birthday cards, we miss you cards. We do them all. But we have to not just generically do them. And I don't mean generic where it just prints out and mails. But there's got to be that heart put into it.
0: Yes. I and mean, we do,
1: uh, as you were talking, I remember this, we do get well
0: cards. So if a student calls in and they're sick, we immediately do a get well card and send it out to them. Um uh, bereavement cards. If there's a uh, oh, yeah. somebody that had a death in the family or whatever, we do yeah. we do those as well. Um, we buy with yeah, little.
1: We have. Let me interrupt. We have an account with a friend of mine who owns a florist in town, so I always have this little. It's a forty dollar or whatever or fifty dollar thing, and I just say, Hey, Tom, can you send it out to this funeral home for this family? Like it's just just shows that we care. And I'm not doing. And again, I don't mean this disingenuously, where I'm just showing. That we can't I, I really care, but uh, you know our way of you know you set these things up so you could do them on a more regular basis easier
0: yeah, and there's no reason there's no uh, there's no uh, problem I, having a system set up, you yeah know, it doesn't take the it's not disingenuous to have a system right. Um, right, and then we we have those uh, little bitty uh, karate uniforms, so when somebody has a baby in the, in the studio, we uh, yeah we uh, uh, put a little put that in a little gift bag and a card and then we give them their first karate uniform type thing. You
1: know you know what I used to do? We'd get bibs with the logo on it and it said the the making of a little ninja and it'd have our logo on the bib. Um, I just found – and I'm going to – now that I thought you reminded me, I'm writing this stuff down, Dwayne, so thank you today. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh I found this uh, bib company for babies that was a ninja bib, and it looked like a part of a ninja uniform, but it was a bib. So I was going to buy them last year, and I never got around to it. So I'm going to write down, buy ninja bibs, you know, so that we can give them out as gifts. These are all little things, dude, that you and I um, – it's, it's work. It's not easy to do all this stuff, but this is what makes you last. This is longevity within a school that I've been here for 27 years. You've been here for 24 years or something like that in your no, school? No, this year in February it would be 20. 20 years, well, hey, listen, you've already blew past the majority, like 90% of the people. If you read the book From Good to Great, another interesting book, it talks about how people fail. Most businesses, 50% fail within the first five years. Out of those, if you had 100 people, 50 of them fail, 50 of them remain. Within the next five years, another 25% have failed. Very rarely does anyone get to 15 years, if, if, if 20. So in businesses in general, and this goes from like, if you look at places like, Starbucks and, you know, those companies that were massive at one point and now are starting to trickle down. Um, You know, it's longevity is hard, especially in a client-based business where it's personal, real one-on-one, me to you kind of stuff, transmission of knowledge. It's not easy. It's not like, you know, people think it is. It's hard because you're dealing with 100 students. You're dealing with 300 personalities. And the reason why I say that is because you're dealing with the 100 students personalities and then the two parents personalities as well. So it's not like a one-on-one kind of thing, it's a three-on-one kind of thing. And if that, you know, uh, you know, if you know, if you have divorced families too, now that's a totally different story. So it's not easy. So um, all these little tools that we use for retention are so important.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. So hopefully uh, everybody found uh, at least some sort of golden nugget out of, uh, out of this, you know, to, you gotta, you gotta know what your, um, your customers crave and, and then, you know, move from there. So if you don't have anything, or even if you do, maybe you need to go back and, and revisit your, your roadway to success. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, what's working, what's not working. And I would say, um, you know, every three to five years, you need to yeah. be revisiting those. Uh, you first need to make it. And, yeah. and I don't want it to be overwhelming. What you could actually do, maybe let, let me tear this down to be even more simpler. You could start out with going, okay, these group of this group of white belts that I have right now, I'm going to decide what they're going to get, and I'm going to follow them all the way up to black belt, and I'm going to feed them this, feed them this, feed them this at this time, this time, this time, this time, and and over, let's say it takes four or five years to become black belt in your school. Now you, you're just taking four or five years and you're building that system. But you're not yeah. having to build it all in one day or one year or whatever. Um, and, and that way it just becomes a little bit easier for you to, to do that. Would it be nice that it's already set in place? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. But you've got to start well, they, somewhere. You know, know to being
1: open for the next five years anyway, so you might as well start now. They could also join our program, which is really inexpensive online called School Owner Next Level School Owner Club, NLSOC.com. And we have most of this, if you go through the 155 um, of our podcasts, uh, literally every one of them, we offer something, right? And we have that within our library for like the lowest program is like $47, right? I think that we charge. Um, and we give all this stuff out. So um, you know, hey, listen, why reinvent the wheel when Dwayne and Allie could just give it to you? It's there for you. And then you could take it, copy and paste it, do what every martial art does, change 90% of it, and then complain why it doesn't work. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just That's kidding. Right. Um, you know, but, but copy and paste it and use it and not have to reinvent the wheel. Why bother? I mean, you have much better things to do, even if it's just, re, you know, binge watching The Punisher on, um, you know, on, on Netflix, right? You, you could spend more time doing that than anything else.
0: Agreed, agreed. And uh, thank you, uh, Frank, for saying that. He, Frank just said that both you gentlemen share a lot of knowledge on all topics. So, yeah, it's our pleasure. That's,
1: that's why we do these. I, I don't know. I enjoy it. So I know, by the way, I know Frank since
0: 1980.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's a long time, right? 1982, we were doing seminars together, like, you know, training with the same teachers. Crazy, right? It goes back so long. I feel really old. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, was, Dwayne, let's was wrap he, it up. Was
0: he, was, was he a young kid back then, and you are just the old guy? Yeah, he was, an inf-
1: he was an infant, actually. I used to okay. carry him. He was so young. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, but um, but um, yeah, we gave a lot away today, a lot of great stuff. Uh, you know, I'm excited to start the new year off with our first call of the year. Looking forward to 2018. Um, I, one thing, if I could just leave people with this, because you may listen at a different time, um, but um, try to stay positive. It appears that there's a lot of negativity in our world right now. We're going through some transformational kind of changes, environment, mentality, all of that. Just stay spiritual, you know, believe in a higher power, you know, uh, you know take care of others, and, and service before self. Um, I, I teach that to my students, you know, service before self. You know, one, one of my students always says, like, you know, hey, when am I going to get? I'm like, why is it always when am I going to get? I'm, I always say, when are you going to give, Right because you're going to get way more from yeah. giving than you will from asking well, what you're getting. Right. And so I encourage those people that are out there, school owners to listen, serve your community and your community will pay you back, you know, 10 times f- forward. So that's well, my but closing. But, but, but president Kennedy, right. He even said,
0: right. ask not what your studio can do for you, but what you can do for your studio. Oh, wait, I No, agree. no country. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> country <right. laughs>
1: but, but isn't that true though? Honestly, like, so many times, like, I, I I say that. I use that quote all the time, and, and from him. It's true. Like, I never was brought up in the martial arts thinking, like, what am I going to get? It's like, what can I do for my sensei? What can I bring him as a gift? I was honored. I revered this man. I, wanted, I was lucky. I felt lucky to be able to teach and train with him. Or if he asked me to teach, I never said, I swear to God, one time he said, I need for you to teach. It's very important. And I'm like, okay, sir. And I, I had a wedding on that day. So I went and I taught my... Ex-girlfriend at the time hated my guts. I showed up late to the wedding, but since they needed me, and I made it happen. Um, you know, we got over it in our relationship. She she uh, accepted my apology and understood, and, and we were all good to go, but I, I was there for my instructor. Um, so many people have to realize this, and that's important. But, uh, yeah, so what can we do to serve others? But at the same time, you know, give back. Give back to your schools. You know, teach your students that. Don't just expect it because they're not going to do it. You need to teach it so they understand what they should do, right? Right, and it's not a part of
0: our culture anymore, so we have to right. create that culture.
1: Exactly. Awesome, Dwayne. You're amazing. All Thanks right, for well, helping. thank you, sir. All right, we'll talk later. I'll talk to you next week. And everybody, um, I, I, I love it. Thanks, James. He said I had the same thing, and it's a built resentment. So, yeah, I, we'll work on that. We'll go over that in another topic. But let's let's talk uh, next week again. We'll see everybody next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, probably, pretty much
0: yeah is that is that copyrighted could we actually say that
1: i don't know we might have to beep that out (laughs) all right thank you bye guys i'll see you later take care